Hello guys and welcome to my Neurodivergent Diary with myself Kissy Cowell and today's guest Max Selwood. This is part two of my chat with Max talking about all things mental health and OCD. Let's get into it. You know, being neat and tidy, that's more OCPD, which is just a personality thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, that needs to be talked about more. Yeah. That like phrase, the terminology. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you just like things to be neat. It ain't got anything to do. Like, if that wasn't neat, would you go into a, like an anxious spiral, exactly. cry, have intrusive thoughts yeah. and then feel like that you're a shitty human? human? Yeah. No. You'd just be like, oh, done. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... Obviously, there are loads of different forms of OCD, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. You know, the cleanliness stuff. You know, there are people who actually have OCD, which is yeah, yeah. they're washing their hands literally every two so minutes. They bleed. Literally. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, and I can't, I'm not taking it away from them whatsoever, but I am going to take it away from the people who say, yeah, I'm so OCD. You're not. Yeah. You're not, love. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. And, you know, I, I hear it pretty much, I would say, every other day, someone say it. And I'm, I'm never going to pull everyone up, but yeah. the, my mates on the people who know me, every yeah. time I hear it, I'll look at them and go, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they, yeah, yeah. they know it. And, and you've got to laugh about it. You've yeah. got to laugh about it because otherwise I'd be having to throw fisty cuffs at yeah. every other person that said it. Do you know what I mean? But there's just no point. I, there's no point. Eye, right. Yeah, so um, it's true. But, it's interesting because I think actually the whole neurodivergent spectrum get that. And there are more things that are, you know, more extreme, obviously, within that spectrum, right? Yeah. It's... It frustrates me a lot because dyslexia is really debilitating. And people, there was, I've mentioned this before on a podcast and it's like no shade, but I've had friends literally say things like something's happened. I I don't know what, you know, and I've struggled or like said, oh shit, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm I'm dyslexic. Please like bear with me. They've gone, you can't blame everything on dyslexia. And now we're talking about it a lot more and yeah. people are starting to understand, but it generally used to get people where they're like, I'm a bit, I think I'm a bit dyslexic, which don't get me wrong. Like maybe you are and you're undiagnosed, but like, let's talk about it. Let yeah. me tell you where, you know, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm just a bit shit spelling. And I'm like, okay, but like I go the wrong way on the tube because like I've stood there for five minutes and the word that I'm looking for is literally not popping out Bad. because black on white doesn't compute yeah. to me. Like I have to put an overlay on books. Like, a, like, so you get like blue or yellow tends to be the color that people most resonate with. Green can sometimes work. And as soon as that's over black on white text, I can read it. My brain is just so different. Like That's so- mad. I actually saw someone with like a purple piece of paper on top of a book and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so that makes sense it. to me now. Sure, mad. I need to do more content around that. I d- you should, I d- yeah. man. That's so interesting. And it's also something that like people probably don't know about. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I'm pretty clued up when it comes to this shit, but I had no idea about that. Yeah, because why would you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so specific. But it's pretty it, niche. It's very fucking niche, but it's life-changing, to yeah. be honest with you. And I'm trying to advocate more, like... I, there are so many times where I get fucking car parking fines and shit like that, right? And I'm yeah. like, I have read everything. Or I use an app recently, and I won. I won this, but I fucked up in the time. But basically, I use an app. I'd put my friend's car details in the day before, but I use this app all the time. So my mm. car details are literally in there. They've been in there for years, yeah. right? Next day, I'm with my mom, take her shopping. I've parked. And when it came up, it didn't, like, make it, you know, it wasn't bold to me that it was yeah. still on my friend's, like, registration plate from the day before. It just was not fucking obvious. And I went to check the parking to be like, okay, we're going to be out for a bit longer. Let me renew it. Like, let, let me put an extra hour on. And it was my friend's car been paying for the parking. And <laughs> I nearly had a breakdown. Honestly, like, no and it's way. so stupid. Yeah. I'm sure you can relate. 
for like different reasons but i'm in the middle of like some shopping center with my mom and i'm like trying to not i feel so stupid yeah i'm trying to not let it affect me it's happened i've probably got a, you know a parking ticket by now but i'm like so angry at myself about it i'm like i'm gonna do it now because we're gonna be out for another hour but I fucked it, haven't I? So I, I emailed the app and I said, like, it's not clear. You do not, because so other things, they like, they check again. Or right. They make it really bold. And it's really small where, like, that bit is where you can check which car it is or whatever. They don't mm. go, are you sure this is the car, you know? Bearing in mind, I use it all the time and, like, I'd only put that car in the day before. I do think Bad. that's a flaw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Emailed them and they actually let me off the ticket. Fair play. Yeah, and that's the fifth. Good on them. I know, which is good. And they were like, do you know what? We're going to feed back this information, which I'm really glad about. But in London, this, this wasn't in London. In London, this happens to me all the time. They they seem to come up with new road signs that fucking don't even have words on yeah, yeah, all yeah. the fucking time. And you're in traffic and you're like, well, I'm fucked now because I'm here. Yeah. Now I'm getting a 60 quid fine. And I generally have gone into spirals where I'm like, the world is not made for me. Mm. I cannot navigate the way that other, other normal people can. And it's interesting because there's new research being done at the moment about neurodivergent people and how, because I was like, I definitely had depression or like maybe being dyslexic and potentially other things led yeah. me to being depressed. I don't know. Or maybe I already had, because it is in my family history, like that other people have had mental health issues. Um, maybe I've got a predisposition to both of these yeah. things. But it's really interesting. They're now saying that some people go into neurodivergent burnout Interesting. Which is similar to, to like depression. Right. And anxiety. So I'm like, do I have all Neurodivergent the... burnout. Yeah, so it's where like every you know, things are hard. So let's say, like with dyslexia, like what I just described, I'm navigating so much harder. A bit like you in school where you're like, I am trying my hardest. Yeah. And you're telling me it's not good enough. It's because you're not teaching me in a way that works. That's when, mad. Yeah. And so because we're trying to navigate this like normal yeah. situation that normal people's brains can relate to, our brains don't relate to it. That's so interesting. I've actually never heard that, but that kind of makes sense yeah. in a way. Um that's mad. Isn't it? I think it's so fascinating. They're also now, they change, like, I think legally. Um, they're always doing research around neurodivergent yeah. illnesses, conditions, right? So, like, legally the definitions change a little bit every few years, every year. My mum has to re-qualify every year because she's a dyslexia assessor now, right? Mad. And that's really good because you know that they're learning constantly about yeah. our brains. Yeah. And they're now going to change the definition of dyslexia slightly instead of it, or they're admitting that it crosses it. They've always said it crosses over. There's always crosses over dyspraxia, ADHD, all these things. Yeah. But they're kind of saying that just you can be just diagnosed dyslexic, but it does have traits of the other things. You don't mm. doesn't mean you're necessarily also ADHD. And I think that makes so much sense because I was just like, I tick all these other boxes, but like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And being told that you're intelligent, you know, you're good at certain things, but but, but like not being able to do other things, it makes you so frustrated. Yeah, 100%. Which kind of leads to burnout, but also depression. I think maybe it's just all linked, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's mad though. Like, it's funny how you mentioned earlier the whole kind of like the world almost not being tailored to to you. Like, I kind of feel the, I kind of feel the same way, but mine is slightly different because it's, partly by choice as well because I, I don't feel like my like my rituals and things that I have to do um, mm. because of my brain sometimes feel a bit it is obviously my OCD talking but it almost feels yeah. like it's kind of by choice as well because I'm choosing to 
to do them. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it's not by choice. Is no, it? it's it, but it feels that way, right? Yeah, and like, you. so I've got I've got two tattoos here, which is a three and a seven, because mm-hmm. I basically have to do everything in threes, and I have to do everything in seven. Right. So, like, if I do. Like, uh, I've probably touched my glass seven times, voting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But I can't do that once. Yeah, I have to I do it three you. times. And, like, sometimes, you know, leaving the house, I'll close the door, but for some reason, it felt like it closed a bit weird. So I'll have to unlock it again. Yeah, yeah. And I'll close it again. But then, because I've only done it twice, I have to do it again. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I have so many, so many rituals like that that more often than not, it'll probably make me late to things. Yeah. And, like, I've actually never... And I probably should do this more. If I'm late to something, I'll say, oh, sorry, the train was delayed. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was the tube was mad. Actually, I should just be like, I'm really sorry, my OCD was fucking awful and it wasn't letting me out of the yeah. house. But when, when my, because it goes in peaks and troughs, right? But when my OCD is at its worst, I can literally be stuck in the bathroom for like 40 minutes and I can't get out because my brain is like, didn't do that right didn't do that right and i hate doing things in fours so it's like if i do do the thing three times and it still doesn't feel right i have then obviously that's the fourth time so i can't do that but then because i've only done the round of threes once and twice i have to so basically i end up doing the same thing nine times Wait, is that good math? See, it's my maths all over again. I'm so <laughs> bad at maths, man. But yeah, do you nine, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In threes, yeah, yeah. nine so, times. And that's yeah, the yeah. thing. It's like, I've, I've actually never, I've never done that. And I think I probably, this conversation actually made me think I should actually do that more. It's just Definitely. when I am late because of my OCD, actually just be like, no, nah, it's because my OCD, not because of yeah. the tube or the train or yeah. sorry, someone wasn't letting me on the train or some stupid excuse, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I feel but, that. yeah. I think it's really empowering to do that. I still think it's hard because, mm. I don't know, like, let's briefly, because how long have we been talking? I don't even know. Yeah, Probably how, quite a long time. How long we got? We're still recording, so it's all good. Um, I don't know. Maybe another 10 minutes, let's say. Cool. Um, let's bring it to, like, social aspects okay. and, like, friendships and dating because <sighs> I don't want them to hear this. They're going to hear this. I went on a date recently. Cool. <laughs> And this is no shade because I get where they were coming from, but like we went straight. He went straight in with the deep conversations, and he was like, "I don't like small talk," which I, I like. like. Yeah, I'm, I'm down about that. Yeah. I hate small talk so much. Yeah, same. Like I think there's elements of it that can be fun. Yeah, and I also think that I'm not here for trauma dumping. So it's a fine line. Of you know course. what I mean? Yeah. But no, like you we, don't want to instantly start crying like my mom and my dad. Like yeah, you don't want to go too shit. deep. Do you know what I mean? First this, date vibes, no way. Exactly. This is what was interesting. Like, okay, so I'm also I'm. This is a, a thing that is really relatable to what you just said. I'm suffering with long COVID right now, which is a whole new Lad. thing. So on top of everything fucking else, fuck, it's shit. It's fucking shit. I won't lie. Um, it's it's not. That is long. No pun intended. It's fucking long, mate. <laughs> I haven't been able to smell properly since November 21. Really? Yeah, it's coming back now. Like Shit. But it's fucking shit. And my energy on the floor, in comparison to other people with long COVID, I'm like 50%. There are people that, like, can't do normal shit. Do you know what I mean? That's mad. It is mad. I'm a fit and active person, or, like, was very, very fit and active person, and I'm, like, I'm still fit. I'm still trying to be active, but... 50% of what I was but also in comparison to people that also yeah. have it I'm nowhere near as bad but it still affects me and my energy is just a lot like lower than it yeah. used to be and obviously if you're mentally interacting on quite a deep level with someone 
that can be draining too. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Get like, well tired. Yeah, it, it was so. It was good. It was good. It was in in a good way, but I was like already kind of drained. So I was like, wow, this is this is good, but it's a lot. Anyway, one of the things we talked about was like, I guess, like past experiences with dating just in in terms, I don't know, like he was deep and he was like, I, I, you know, I like deep conversations and he asked me some interesting conversations. But then he also said like some mutual friend came up and like he was like, oh, I went on this date with this girl once and like she's cool, but she's got a lot of like trauma and like a lot of like mental mm. health stuff, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Red flag, yeah. But do you, but like... What do you see in a red flag? Because as in he saw, he he didn't, I don't think he said like, I yeah. saw that as a red flag, but he was like, he's actively in therapy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like, I'm all for that. So he was kind of like, I'm dealing with my shit, but it felt like she's not. So she's right. like bringing that, which I get. I and get I've that. had that. 100%. But I also felt a bit like shit. It's a bit judgmental. Do you get what I mean? I think I think it's like, it, it's it's like a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Like I, I probably jumped the gun there and be like, nah, fuck, that's a red flag. Because as in her having loads of trauma. No, nah, no, nah, as in him. Yes. Him saying that yes. as a red flag. That's what I, I probably thought. I probably jumped the jumped the gun there because yeah. actually when I do stuff to think about it for a second, it's that thing of like, yeah, cool. You, you like we said earlier, mental health can be really selfish. Yeah. So, you know, you you do have to acknowledge that you're taking on a, a thing and it's yeah. it's there are problems that you, that, you know if if this date, if you're purposely dating for like something long term, yeah, then you know you're you might you're gonna come up against these things. Yeah, and you know I'm I've been very very lucky with you know my current my girlfriend now who I love her. I want to marry this girl. I know yeah. I will. Um, but it's that thing of like she's amazing with my OCD. Right. Uh, incredible mm-hmm. because she doesn't allow me to spiral. In a sense of like, I'll be like, does this does this rash look funny? And, <laughs> and she'll go, no. <laughs> Whereas before it'd be like, oh maybe. I don't, mm. She's very just cutting, and right. that's that's kind of what I need. Okay. Um, but she's also incredibly supportive. So okay. when my OCD is really bad, she'll sit me down and go, you know, what's causing. Are there, the are, are there any problems in the minute? Anything going in your head? What's up? And like, right. you know, my my rituals, my tics and stuff can be quite visible. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty obvious when my OCD is bad um, to people who know me very well. If, if you don't know me, you're probably just like, that was weird. Right, but, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? But if you know me, you know it's because my OCD is fed up. But I think with dating, it's like... I think you've also got to be pretty open when you are neurodivergent. Yeah. You've got to be pretty open of just of just actually just being like, look, like, I've got this stuff. Yeah. If you can't take that on, I get it. Yeah, exactly. 100% because yeah. it's, it's, it's a fucking challenge for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, it's part of me and it, I can't get rid of it. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of said that to, to my missus now was the thing of like, look, like, I, I'm sorry I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna be putting you through some rough stuff. Yeah. But that is just my my head, and yeah. it doesn't doesn't affect how much I love you. Doesn't affect how much I care for you. It doesn't affect you know how I see you, how I see our relationship. But if I come home and I'm in a really shitty mood, and because my OCD has been treating me like shit all day, yeah. It's no, it's no reflection on us. It's no yeah. reflection on you. And 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 it's almost yeah. It's like I'm sorry because it's like. It's hard to fucking live with. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like I live it every day in my brain, but also it's like it's like secondhand smoke. You know, you're yeah. you're 
you're taking it on. Um, how how did you kind of like? How did how did you find when that guy said like she's got a lot of trauma and a lot of baggage and stuff like that? Like how how did you react to that? Yeah, it was interesting because. I don't know this person that well. It's just someone, like, I know of, right? So that's how the conversation came up. I was like, oh, how was that? At first, I kind of judged him. Mm. <laughs> Which, as you would, I did. Yeah, Just now. Exactly. I was like, nah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. No, totally. And then I kind of, it also resonated. So, like, I've been around a lot of mental health stuff, which is why I think, like, I was saying when I was even super young, like, I, I got it. Yeah. I just didn't know, you know, I wasn't fully educated on it. And then over the years, I've had to grow up pretty quick, right? And I've been around people with all kinds of mental health conditions and I've, right. I've helped a lot of people and in doing so helped myself as well. And I've had relationships. Every boyfriend I've had has had issues whether they knew it or not. Right. And my first serious like, long-term relationship when I was like at uni... You know, I don't, I, I didn't really understand the words, like the, like anxiety, like uh, anxiety was a word, but I didn't realize it was a condition. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I started to realize that all of his family were like basically on medication for like being anxious. And I started to learn what that meant. And Interesting. It, it wasn't just like a, oh, I'm anxious. You just throw it out the window. It was mm. like, no, this is like a medical condition. And I don't think he really understood, but with our own personal issues in the relationship, it was like, okay, I get that this is a problem for you. Do you know what I mean? So I've dealt with it in a lot of relationships and my last serious relationship, like it's weird now because you get into like long dating situations, you know what I mean? Which are just, to be honest, almost as serious, but my last boyfriend, shall we say. Yeah. Very early on, I learned that he had some serious trauma and... I was very, you know, glad that he was open with me about it and stuff. And I'm a very understanding person. When I first moved back to London, I lived with my two aunties who um, are gay, like as in one of them is my mum's sister and um, both uh, therapists. So like, the best, like the coolest yeah. fucking place, you know, like two, like they're, they're also quite like big activists. Like they've got arrested for shit. They're just fucking cool. Sick. Unfortunately, one of them is no longer here, but learn a lot from both of them. Yeah. And literally lived with therapists so you know fucking cool um so yeah i don't know i saw a lot of there were a lot of red flags of him it's basically the yeah. be best way to put it and i wasn't in the best i'd actually just lost my auntie or was going through the process of losing her i was in a bad place mm. and i can handle and have i thought i had good boundaries but that relationship taught me i needed yeah. much better boundaries because i let him get away with a lot of shit ways yeah. of treating me because i didn't think he was treating me bad on purpose it was because he had trauma that he wasn't dealing with you know like he knew it but he also wasn't actively in therapy right. so answer your question is that like when that guy said that to me i was like i can get it like and understand but also kind of judging you because like how do you feel yeah i think it led into like other conversations where he said you know i'm actively in therapy myself so i think i was i basically said listen if someone's got a lot of trauma a lot of shit yeah as long as they're handling it and they're fine you know they're actively handling it I get it, and I suppose if you thought she wasn't, then I'm not going to judge you on that. Yeah, I think also, to be fair to him as well, like, saying to you on, like, a first date that he's in therapy. Yeah, like, it's true. Like, I'll always tip my hat to someone who who, yeah. who is able to talk about that pretty openly because I, I wasn't before, yeah, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? And I think there are a lot of people who still aren't, unfortunately, um, and that's why suicide rates in men are, are, so are still going up. 
they still are and like you know they've gone up since covid it's not that you know people think oh you know men are talking about it now it's great suicides yeah. there it barely happens anymore no they're going up yeah yeah, and, yeah it's and not true because it's 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 a fucking shit situation but the fact that he can just be like yeah i'm in therapy i'm like cool that's that, that's someone who yeah. clearly is actually open to to acknowledging that someone has problems yeah but not demonizing them for it yeah it's just it's hard to live with yeah. which i think is completely fucking understandable yeah yeah for sure like you know I'm not easy to live with. Yeah, and I know, yeah. I know that. I yeah. absolutely know that. Whether you're family or a friend or or partner, yeah. I'm not easy to live with because I'm like that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But part of who I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, do you know what? I think one thing that I found is as well, people... Uh, like it's a red flag for me if a guy can't be like open about talking about mental health yeah. on a on a date right in a dating scenario if they're instantly shutting down i'm like oh god this is not gonna work out yeah. but one thing i would say is that i've dated quite a few guys now that quite early on have opened up to me that they have been to therapy yeah or even are in therapy but what i learn is like i'm very educated in therapy my therapist told me i should be a therapist so like which is you know maybe a future career but it's a very different career and i've i've had relationships dating situationships whatever where i think we're on the same page like i'm like there's so many green flags you know they're like actively working on their mental health but then they start to see it as i'm further along the journey and they like it and they hate it because I'm not trying to therapize you, you know, but yeah. if I'm seeing shit and I'm with you all the time and it's affecting me, like I'll say it. I've got to bring it yeah. up. And and in a polite way and in a in a sensitive way, but we're gonna have a conversation. And what I tend to find is they've not reached that point in therapy. Right. And so when I'm bringing it up, they don't want to fucking they're like, fuck you for judging me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not judging you. Or I ask questions, even like, I don't know, how do you like to be treated? Have you thought about what your love language is? You know, these things yeah. that I do think I talked about a lot more, but they're still quite feminine or looked at as, but they're not feminine. Yeah. yeah. But men still look at it and, and you, I'm met with, oh, I've never thought about that before. Yeah. And it's nice because it starts a conversation with them thinking about it, but sometimes it's like, because they've never thought about it, they're not treating, like we're not treating each other how we want to be treated. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, I'm not finding that an enticing situation because I don't feel 100% seen either. Right. Because I'm like, I've thought about that. Like, you know, there's um, your attachment style. Do you mm-hmm. know all about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, you know, I've only learned about that over the past couple of years. And I've talked about it in therapy and like educated myself so thoroughly because I knew I had my own issues. Like, it's not just the other person in the situation. And I have got a weird brain. It's a lot to take on board. And I'm very good, almost to my own detriment in the past of like, what are my problems yeah. as opposed to the other person's problems? So I really do try to work on myself, but I think so many people don't like go into relationship. Like they're working on their own mental health. Yeah. Shall we say like they've acknowledged that they have issues, but they haven't acknowledged their relationships and how it affects their relationships. Yeah. And that like, if you like, you're so lucky to have found a girlfriend that like a is understanding and supportive because it, it goes to show that she's willing to, she knows she likes you. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But she's willing to step out of the norm of the situation. Whereas I'm saying to somebody, do you know what? Maybe you don't know what you like yet, but 
I quite like this. And they're like, oh, you're telling me what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, it's just, or I had to say to someone the other day, and this is, I, I would treat dating and friendships similar. Like, I fucking hate when I can notice a guy is going out of his way to, like, treat me like a girl he's dating, you know, on purpose, not replying yeah, to yeah, me, like, yeah. trying to quit. Brother, I'm not Playing like games. Yeah, like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I will treat you like I treat my friends. Like, if I, I very rarely like people in general, like, whether it's dating or friendships, like, I really have to click with someone and know that we're on a level, do yeah. you know what I mean? And to be bothered to give them my time of day. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like that these days. So if I find out you like similar shit to me, I'm like, I'm on it. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this exhibition is happening. Or Let's do this. Let's, Let's do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah. And if they're not being as reactive, shall we say, because they're playing it cool, I'm like, bruv, I'm off that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm asking my friends, you know, like my mate Danny was in here earlier. It's like, Danny, do you want to go to this exhibition? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, I will ask my mates to do the same things I ask dating like scenarios to do because I spent ages working on myself yeah. and dating myself. Do you get I, what I mean? Yeah, I think also like you become you become really good friends with your partner. You so, should like, do. So yeah. like you you you're gonna be doing stuff that you would do with your mates. Yeah. So if you if, if there's no like similar interests and stuff yeah. like that, or there's problems there, then like it's just, it's a hard road to come from. Like yeah. obviously it can work, but it's a hard place to to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think tell me if I'm if you're the same or not. But like the way I tell my friends how I feel is the same way I tell a certain like a person I'm dating, right? Because for example. If my friend's been long to get back to me, either I'm just like, cool, move on. I've made the plans with someone else. And when they come back to me, I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, it took a week. I've 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 done that now. Mm. And then they learn, oh, I need to treat her, you know, or like, oh, I just need to tell her, wait, I'm going to come back to you on that, or I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I need someone to tell me, which I think is part of my neurodivergence, it's like, I don't care if I don't hear from you for a month, but if we've got plans in a month, you can fuck off for a month. I know I'm seeing you yeah, in a month's time. I get that. Do you I get, get what that. I mean? So I'm, I'm like, I would say I'm pretty much the opposite of you. Right, okay. Where like, I, I, you know, I could not talk to my, one of my mates for like six months. And I know only because I, I, I openly say this to many people is I don't have many mates. Mm. I've got a very kind of like close knit, tight friendships yeah um and anything outside of that is like yeah like we'll go for a beer and like stuff but but it's never like like my mates who i want around me the mates i know if i rang at three in the morning i've got a problem they'll sort me out yeah just like i would them um yeah yeah. so like for me it's i know that i can kind of and and unfortunately i do bring this into relationships where i literally had this conversation with, with my missus the other day where she was like, I, sh- I want you to plan stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's plan things. And for me, planning yeah, makes hard. me fucking anxious. Yeah, yeah. So anxious. Like, if someone says to me, let's do something next Wednesday. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I, d- I, d- I don't know what I'm doing next Wednesday. See, this was me. That scares the shit out of me. A lot of people are like that, and most of my friends are like that, mm. right? And this was me, okay? And what I realised was my disorganised anxiety like my my disorganization was causing me anxiety right right? so within my it was weird because it's separate to like being neurodivergent in terms of like how I like helped myself shall we say it was just through mental health support it was through therapy it was through well-being stuff where I realized that I I would basically one of my best mates called me out on it she's been my best mate since I was four and she doesn't live in London so like seeing her is not easy right and I think it was like her birthday or something. 
a big occasion. And she was like, right, I'm going to do this. Can you come? And it was like two months away. And I'm a freelancer. Yeah. And I was. Yeah, same. You don't know so what you're going to be doing. Yeah. And I was like, uh, can I let you know nearer the time? And she and basically I've done that for years. And she said, Kitty, you if you don't have anything on that day, put this in. And then nearer to the time you can cancel on me. And I was like, fuck, is that all right? Do you know what I mean? And I was like, that's so fucking true. She's like, you put the things in that come up. Yeah. And then you either work around them or, or you, if you can't, you move it. Yeah. And I yeah. promise you, I know it sounds mad, but it changed my life. That's actually mad. That, I feel like that's my problem as well, is I'll, do you know what I'll, do? I'll say maybe yeah. to like six people or six yeah, things. exactly. Six work things or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll get to that day and I'll be like, oh my God, I've actually had to say no to all of them because I have. And then I end up doing nothing. Because you're anxious because as Because well, I'm anxious probably. about it. Exactly. And then, but actually, if I was just like, said yes to one of them and then yes. worked around the others, that, that, yeah, I mean, I get you, man. That totally Please makes try sense. it. I will. I will. Please try it because I think this is, this is. This is my issue, but like, this is my solution yeah. that has genuinely changed my life. And it's my problem with a lot of my friends, right? Some of my friends are just neurotypical and yeah. like that, fine. Do you know what I mean? Like they will push me for a, an answer. Yeah. My other friends, majority of my friends are like ADHD or whatever. And I think same with dating and we end up like rubbing each other mm. because I've got to this point where I know that managing my anxiety is not giving myself too many plans because then I'm fucking yeah. like I will have a panic attack like literally and I was suffering very very heavily with panic attacks like a year ago so it's also managing my expectations so like I will only make a few plans in a week and the rest of it has to like just fall around it but if it's like okay a dating thing or a best friend or a serious work commitment yeah. I'm gonna be like okay yep that's happening that day right and then other things, if they're coming up, I can see how I feel as they come up. But it gets frustrating. Like I told someone recently, I'm like, listen, you know, we're supposed to see each other on one day and then like we changed it last minute. That's fine. Like I'm I'm chill. I'm like, no worries, that's fine, you know, when do you want he's and then they're like, Oh, we can do it on this day or like yeah. we'll do it next week instead. And I was like, Yeah, calm, what days are good for you? Cool. And then it was like left up in the air and I messaged them and I like this is something that I used to find scary as well because i realized that other people also being like that was causing me a lot of anxiety and it's not about like my it's not worth it's just literally like but i need to plan my shit yeah. and if you are not committing to something with me i could have committed to something else yeah. even if it's staying at home i just need to know and that manages my anxiety because if i'm unsure what i'm doing when i wake up i don't know how to dress yeah. do you know what i mean like i don't know what to eat yeah I need to check everything beforehand. Like, I need to be prepared for life, right? And I never used to be. And that's why I was just walking around, depressed, anxious, fucking mess. Yeah. Late to everything, like, hadn't eaten, like, because I was just going with the flow. Yeah. See, that's, I'm, I'm so, see, I'm like a meticulous planner. But when it's plans in the future, yeah, that's when it freaks me out. So, yeah. like, my days, like, right now, my calendar is down to, like, 20 minute to 30 minute to an hour increments yeah. that's yeah. just how because if i don't do that i get really anxious yeah and like like i'm i'm not being funny like there's i've got a lot of shit on my plate at the minute yeah and you know if i don't if i don't you know meticulously plan stuff things slip and yeah. and unfortunately they, that happens you know when you're busy it happens but yeah. 
you can prevent it so much easier just by actually planning a calendar. And I learned that from one of my old bosses who basically just installed these really, really good habits in me. Um, Danny Lowney, shout out, mate. What a legend. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's that thing where, you know, if, 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 I'm, if I have everything planned, I'm cool. Yeah. But if you ask me for something in a week, <clears throat> oh my god i just freak yeah. like but i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what you said man because that's, that's like, yeah because I, I think also like it makes sense to me and like more often than not i just need someone to be like try this and i'll be like cool i'll do it and yeah. then and then and then it will work um but i think i, I just kind of i just get in my head about it a bit i think um, i think the perfect balance and i say this like i think for my brain and i and i potentially wonder if for most neurodivergent brains is a set of planned things like throughout the week, throughout mm. the next few months, right? And a lot of non-planned stuff. So if you want to just go and do something and be spontaneous, you can just go and do yeah. it and you've got no one holding you. So I do a lot of things on my own as well. Like I'll go to an exhibition, fuck it, I'm going to go on my own because it's going to make, I've already got three plans this week. Yeah. I don't want to plan in another yeah. thing. It's going to stress me the fuck out. So what I found is the perfect, like even like I just didn't go on holidays or go to festivals for fucking ages unless it was happening because of work. Right. Someone else was booking it in for me and I'm like sick. But I'm going there. Cool. I don't need to worry about it now. Exactly. Yeah. And now I'm trying to be like, especially this year, I'm like, right, booking in this holiday. I'm like, almost obsessive with it. Not, I don't want to have too many plans because I will burn out. And I did that yeah. last year. But, like, just a few things I know are going to happen in the future it also helps my depression because anxiety and depression are so different and people yeah. don't seem to really understand it, right? Like, depression for me is waking up and being like, what is my purpose? Why am I on this earth? What am I doing? What's the point? What's the fucking point? Yeah. yeah. So if there's nothing to look forward to, I'm way deeper in depression mode. Yeah. And that's why I've learned plans help because I can look forward to it. So then that brings me back to dating, Right where it's not because I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be like, you know, you're not treating me right. Yeah. It's really hard to convey to people when I'm dating with them, but I'm like, oh, look, we've got this maybe plan next week. Just checking, like, is that day definitely good? Or did we need to book where we're going? Like, let's say it's an exhibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Restaurant. Just because I'm like, I've got that to look forward to. And like, not in a harsh way. It's like, it's not, it, yeah, I like that person. I want to spend time with them, obviously, but... It's not even about you. It's about, like, it could be my friend yeah. or a date, but I know I've got that thing to look forward to, and that is going to be like, okay, tick box, you don't have to kill yourself. And yeah. Let's be honest, like, you don't have to kill yourself. Yeah. I've had those feelings too, and I've been incredibly depressed. Like, I had, I think, the majority of my life, up until, like, six years ago when I made that YouTube thing I was telling you about, I just lived in a cloud, yeah. like, of, like mostly depression yeah. which then life situations brought on anxiety like i think i was just depressed my whole life yeah and i've really learned how to control that and try like it's not sexy i get it when someone's being like can we just confirm this plan and someone else is being like yeah cool whatever like let's go with the flow yeah. i get it but like do you want to date me or not like do you I, know think, what I, mean? I think that that's kind of the thing that i i kind of uh when i was last single the mentality i had was she can't, she can't kind of match, I guess, kind of what I'm looking for and what you're looking for, then there's no yeah. point. Yeah. Like, I was dating with purpose. And, yes. you know, it's that thing of, um, I don't know, it sounds stupid. I'm 26 now. Like, I'm not, I know I'm not old, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not the youngest. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's that thing of, of 
you know, I, I, I didn't just want to kind of screw around. I was like, yeah. I got to the point where I was single and I was like, no, nah, do you know what? Like, I'm done with, with the dating life. I was kind yeah. of done with, with uh, to be honest, shagging about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was just done with it. And I was like, I just want to get find a person that when when I say something, they kind of match that energy and we kind yeah. of are, are on the same level. Whereas if they weren't, I kind of just got to a point where I was like, yeah, in my CDA. head, I was like, cool, yeah, I can't be asked with this now because yeah. there's, just, there, there, there's no point of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's dating life is mental when you know no. that version, I'll tell you that. <laughs> May I fucking, yeah. I think people see, like sometimes don't quite get it. Yeah. That what you're trying to say and you're like, no, I'm not being some like regimented bitch it's yeah. not about like are you a gentleman enough it's just more like like this is obviously cool we're having fun but like can i this is just how i am yeah and i say that to my friends as well but you're right there are don't get me wrong there are friends where like one of my mates is like severe adhd okay and mm. like she doesn't really have like medication for it i think she's she's been looking into it i think she is in the path of trying to get right. that she kind of self-medicated shall we say for many years and she goes for a lot of things and she's a little bit younger than me and like you know, we are we get on so fucking well, but there are times where she's like off the rails, knows that she's being completely like like she needs help kind of thing, and like right. dealing with it in her in her own ways. And she knows I'm there, so I will just get a call of her crying, you know. And she's like, she knows that I'm the sane person that can like talk her like down from things, but I might not see her for months. Yeah. And then when her life's back in order, like she's moved, it will always be like she's moving house, she's got this going and that, you yeah, know, like yeah, a million yeah, things. Yeah. And I'm like, it's cool, you do you, bro. And then it's like, but when I see you, it's calm. Um, as long as there are things and, like, we've got an established friendship. But I think when it's new, I'm like, you kind of need to establish to get to that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's also, like, like, like whether it's friendships or dating, like, even family. Like, I actually, one of my first, like, mental health posts that kind of did well was I did this thing where it's, like, it's like a, a carousel. It's just, like, it, it was just, like, a written thing. And I just wrote... Um, what was it? It was like three things that are more important. That was it. Three things that are more important than your mental health. And you swiped. Well, number one, nothing in brackets, <laughs> not even your family. I think I remember this, Second, actually. Second, nothing, not even your job. Second, nothing, not even your friends. Mm. I fucking, I completely still believe that. Yeah, it's like, it's true. nothing is more important than, than, and this is why I agree with the whole, like, be selfish. Yeah. Because, you know, if your job is annoying you, obviously there are financial aspects to yeah. things that might be more complicated. You can't just leave a job. I completely get that. Yeah. I've been in that situation. But, you know, whether it's a friendship, it's not good for your mental health. Get rid of them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like it hurt, and, and, or, or, or your relationship. If, if it's not good for your, for your mental health, yeah. you, even if you've got kids, just, yeah, you've got to do what's, what's good for you. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and especially with like, like friends, fat like family is the the thing that happens all the time. You know, it's oh, I really don't get along with my sister. She makes me so upset all the time. But mm. I have to see it. This no, you don't. Yeah, you, like that. It's hard yeah, because obviously yeah. there's stigma around it. But mm -hmm. I personally believe like I, I unintentionally cut a lot of people off in mm -hmm. my life. P purely that's just because how I am. Like mm -hmm. if they're not if they're not there around me, I struggle to chat with them. That's yeah, just how yeah. my brain works. Yeah, yeah. But like, so like any, anyone from France, I don't chat, I talk to maybe one person, two people who are like my best mates yeah. from France, but that's it. Um, whereas like, you know, I think people get in this mindset where it's like, oh no, but I can't, I can't get rid of it. 
like kick them out of my yeah, life. Yeah. Like, you can if they're bad yeah. for you. Do you know what I really advocate for is I think like let's say it's whether it's family or relationships, whatever, let's say you're in a relationship with somebody, yeah. you've got kids, like you just said, you know, obviously go to therapy, obviously try, try. obviously yeah. like do the thing, because there is also this thing of, and I think cancel culture, like obviously we talk about that in terms of brands and celebrities, but I think that's such a like widespread thing now where people are just like, yeah, cut them out, cancel, right? Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah. I think some people do that and don't deal with themselves. So I think the difference is here, like you actively working on your mental health, actively going to therapy, all these things. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're noticing red flags and you're probably seeing it quite a few times, maybe yeah. bringing it up, trying to like, you know, work around it, shall we say. And then yeah. you get to a point where you're like, this isn't good for me anymore, right? And that's the process it should be. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, obviously I said that thing of whole, like, you know, get ready, get ready, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that is essentially my process. Yeah. Is, you know, if I was actually not doing anything to help myself and I was noticing red flags and people that weren't even there, all that stuff, but getting yeah. rid of loads of friends, ended up being alone, who's, who's that going to help? Yeah, it's exactly. It's not going to help anyone. Yeah. If anything, it's going to make everything worse. Yeah. But if you're actually, if you're at a point where you're feeling good, you're feeling happy, you're feeling yeah. healthy, you'll get, you'll get, not even to feeling happy, but just getting on the track. You yes. Know, you're, getting, you're, you're, on, you're on an incline, right? Yeah. But then you notice that people around you actually, you know, turning your incline into a bit of a decline. Yes. They're the people you need to, you know, question. Not, exactly. Not click out your life, but you need no. to question whether they should be around or not. Yeah. And you know, and then get them out of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and it's like that with people who you know who, you know, I'm I'm not a big drinker anymore. I don't take drugs at all. Yeah. Um, it's just not some. I mean, I can't even drink a coffee without having same. a fucking pan panic same. attack. Same. Yeah. So yeah. let alone any anything yeah, yeah, that's an same. upper. No way I couldn't. Yeah. But you know, my mates now who who used to do a lot of drugs or mm. who you, who still drink a lot. There's less things to talk about. Yeah, I know. Because what we used to talk about was, oh, mate, that time when we were fucked up. Yeah, yeah. There's less things to talk about. So those those friendships phase out anyway because you're just into different things. Yeah. And I I don't want to be on the decline because drugs make me sad. Yeah. Alcohol makes me sad. 100%. Not sleeping makes me sad. Yeah. Like, if I do any of those things, it's a decline. Yeah. So I just got to make sure that I'm being healthy exercising, making sure that my brain's all good, doing fun things like this. Yeah, exactly. Meeting fun people like you. <laughs> no, but legit, man, like, it's, true. it's important for, for my brain anyway. This is what stimulates yeah, me. Same. I think, in all honesty, most people that are on an incline, not a decline, think the same way, yeah. you know? Like, if you're working on your mental health, you start to realise your anxiety is triggered by things, and obviously yeah. there are deeper reasons than caffeine, but caffeine triggers it, and... If you've ever had a panic attack, you realize that those things are the things that make it worse. Yeah. I've been on that journey for years, like the past 10 years since I moved to London, right? Mm. And more seriously in the past, like three years, like pandemic to now kind of thing, right? And it is interesting because I stopped drinking like for two years, over 10 years ago. So like just when I moved to London, I had already not been drinking for like... You were a wee squire. Like literally. A wee squire moved to the big smoke. <laughs> and I didn't drink for two years and people like, I don't know, they saw it as such a weird thing, but then I had a lot of friends yeah. that were straight edge, you know, like yeah. what that is, yeah. And so because I was kind of in a scene where I was like 50-50, it was okay. And then I started to not like drink again, like heavily, but as in like, I would, I can just have a drink. I'm very yeah. lucky in that respect. Like if I have one, I can just have one. But yeah, people start to see you as like, 
I, you know, she's boring, but I can go out. When I, when I didn't drink for those two years, I made myself go out to like parties, raves. I was dancing on tables sober. Yeah. And that, do you know what that does for your mental health? Such a big positive because yeah. you're like, well, actually they're fucked. So they don't remember me standing here on this table dancing. Yeah. They don't care. So who gives a fuck? And even if other people are sober, you're all in it together. You're all having fun. People drink so they're not judged. And mm. then that's one thing that I find is like people feel so judged when you don't want to do drugs, when you don't want to drink alcohol because you're sober. And I'm like, mate, if I'm here, I don't give a fuck. You do yeah. you. But that's just not for me. Yeah, 100%. It's so hard. It's like, so like my missus doesn't drink, um, which is really helpful for me because like I, I can find it quite easy to get into like a binge. So like, not not. I've never had a problem with any type of substance at all. To be yeah. honest, the only thing I've ever like, no, I just not get that. I've never had. A, I've honestly a serious problem. Yeah, honestly, I've never had a problem with any substance. Like, n- never That's been good. an issue. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is that it could easily turn into a weekend. Yeah. And then it's two weekends in a month. Then it's the three weekends. Then it's a weekend yeah. and maybe a, an occasional Thursday or a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, when, when I first moved to London, obviously I didn't know anyone. So yeah, I was just yeah. like, the more you go out, the more you're going to meet people, yeah, the more you're yeah. going to, to be completely honest, meet girls, the yeah, more you're yeah. going to, you know, all of these things. And, you know, it got to a point where I was like, oh, this is actually really boring. Yeah, yeah. It's actually so boring. It's expensive. Yeah. And I, I, I did tell myself, I was like, I reckon I'll do this till I'm, t- till I'm about 25. And then I'll stop. Mm. And th- like, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy the occasional drink. Of course, like, yeah. like it's great. But having you know a partner that doesn't drink mm. means that actually when we do go out, we don't have to have a, a bottle of wine. Mm. We don't have to get pissed when we go exactly. on a date together. Yeah. We don't have to get pissed to, to tell each other how we feel. Mm-hmm. It's you know very open communicators, and you know I think that's also a big thing when it comes to men as well. A lot of reasons men drink is because they can't tell like their mates they love them when they're yeah, sober. Yeah. That obviously I, I do like interviews on the street, right? Yeah. And there was one guy. I never posted this video, and I kind of I didn't. I feel I felt like I didn't post it, kind of out of respect for him because I could sense there was a, some trauma there almost. Right, right. But I basically was like, "Do you tell your guy friends you love them?" And he was like, "Oh, maybe when we've had a few." Right. And I was right. like, "Why?" And then it was almost like. I don't know, it's just easier. And I basically just wanted to stop filming because I was like, I don't I don't want to make a video out of this yeah. because I can sense that there's a part of you that knows yeah. that you're, you drink to tell your mates things. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt this, like, empathy towards him because I was like, fuck, man. Like, if you could chat to your mates without having a drink, you would realise how important just oh chatting to your boys is do you know why that is so important for like everybody yeah. for men to do that because if men don't do that with each other when they're sober then they're not able to do that with anybody else yeah. they're doing what you said you did when you're a kid and keeping it all in your head yeah and do you know how hard it is to date men like that well how yeah. you know what i mean because the majority yeah. of men are like I, yeah Remember I said before, it's, a, it's like a green flag when you, someone's okay to talk about mental health and like that, that say they've been to therapy on like yeah. a first or second date, right? One guy I dated, you know, in our first like date, it was very casual. We'd, we'd met in real life. So we're like, oh, should we go hang out? You know, it wasn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. a serious date. 
And um, we just chatted and we got on really well. And we both openly talked, not like in a deep way about mental health, but like, oh, I've been to therapy. Oh, I've yeah. been to therapy. And I was like, sick. And because my ex-boyfriend that I hadn't long broken up with needed therapy and I basically mm. had to walk away, which was fucking hard yeah. because he wasn't going to get therapy. Um, I was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. You've been to therapy. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. was just like blown away by it. But what I realized further down the line was he'd gone to a few sessions or like he'd done some therapy mm. and he clearly needed ongoing therapy, you yeah. know, like a lot more. And he was like, well, I've done therapy. Yeah. And one of my best mates did this as well. She like someone died and we were like, okay, mate, you need to talk to someone about this is grim. Like this is not okay. He deserved to talk to someone in her then business place offered it. She went to one session was like, I'm good. And I was like, you're not good. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I think also that thing of this this guy that I'm talking about, we were in each other's lives quite a long time. And like, as it went on, he, I remember us having a conversation about communication. He was like, I don't know if always having good communication is a good thing. And I was like, what? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> right? And he goes, because imagine I was like so open with my feelings and emotions all the time. I'd probably still be with my ex-girlfriend. And I went, why? What? Because you could have told her how you felt and then maybe you'd have fixed it. And he went, yeah. And I was like, but the problem, the reason you broke up with your ex-girlfriend is because she obviously was very, very, she had her own issues, right? And she was very codependent. Right. And that suff like that suffocated you because you were never, you never gave her enough, even though yeah. you literally didn't have any time to yourself. Like I've heard, you know, because like it started off quite, casual is like I've heard the convers you know the whole situation and I'm very good at hearing the woman's side in the yeah, man's yeah, conversation yeah. as well and I was like she sounds like she was very codependent so even though you did end up telling her how you felt and then you broke it off with her like you telling her that's how you feel if she wasn't dealing with a shit wouldn't have made it any better because sure she can go okay I'm smothering you let me try and get some help for this but at the end of the day you tried to have these conversations with her like, and it didn't work out, so I don't agree with you. Yeah. Because if you'd have started having that conversation a year before you had the conversation, you'd have still, it didn't, you had the conversation, it was just yeah. a year later. It yeah. wasn't the right person, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then I started to realize there were things about him, like things that he enjoyed or ways he wanted to dress that like he wouldn't do around certain people. His boy mate, like yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. like- Around the boys, yeah. Around the boys, it's literally that, that yeah. exact sentence. And it made me so sad because I was like, I'm so glad that I'm a person you can open up to mm. and you can be honest about these things or you can maybe dress a little bit different when we're together or whatever. Yeah. But how shit is that, that you can't do that with your boys yeah. because they're going to judge you? I think, yeah, and like, it's mad because I actually feel really blessed with the friends that I've got. Yeah. Like, like, when I say my boys, like, yeah, I will tell all of them, like, not just love you, mate, it's I love you. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, yeah. And we'll hug. I'll mm -hmm. have a cuddle with them. I've spooned all of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's I've I've kissed most of them. <laughs> I've, not even like, you know, when we're drunk, just like pure joy. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I fucking love you, mate. Yeah. And have a smooch. Like that's 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 how we are because it's 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 it, it's really important to me, for one, mm. because you know, without a lot of them, especially like shout out my mate Sammy, who's and, and Kieran and Elliot, all of them. They've all been there for me. But without them, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Without, without them, I would be dead. Uh, 100%. Um, makes me... Sorry, just, just... I want you to carry on, but I just want to say, it makes me really sad. It makes me really happy for you hearing that, but it makes me really sad because when I look back at other guys in my life, 
I know I've been that person for them. Yeah. None of their boy mates. Yeah. And because of that, like, say it's in a romantic situation, like, if it doesn't work out, who else is there for them to do that? Yeah. And those same guys, the same guys that had to get drunk to tell me how they felt about me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it doesn't work out with me, because I'm like, do you know what, if you can't be honest about your emotions, it isn't healthy. And, and that's kind of what I was getting to, is, is the... It's so important to... To be honest with your mates, because... You know, I went from essentially being in my own head, wanting to kill myself, mm. to now coming onto podcasts and chatting to you about how I wanted to do that yeah, and yeah. how I've had these thoughts. Whereas literally five years ago, I felt the ultimate shame towards how I felt. Without the steps of chatting to my family or chatting to my therapist or chatting to my mates, my yeah. boys, I wouldn't be where I am right now yeah. I definitely wouldn't be doing this I definitely wouldn't be creating content online about it I definitely wouldn't be as happy as I am yeah I wouldn't be in the positions that I'm putting myself to because purely because I I, I would have been less open yeah. I, I would have been I still would have felt shame I still would have felt scared to say how I feel like you know there are some boys out there who you know they're best mates for their entire lives but they don't hug yeah. What fuck's that about? I know. Like they, they don't they, they don't say I love you. What mm. like I like like I said earlier, you know, if if people are in my life, I I accidentally and I do say accidentally because I don't intentionally mean to do it, but I cut people out. Yeah. Not out of any spy or anything. It's purely just how my brain just goes. Boop, boop, boop. I sent someone a video because I was just like shocked by it, and mm. it wasn't funny. Like I find this funny. It was like what the fuck? It's a drunk girl holding a fish out of a fish tank. Right. And like, so it's like, and I was like, what the fuck is she doing? And I was, I was basically like, oh, this is low key, like animal abuse. But I was kind of joking, but also being like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. And she replied to me like, oh my fucking God, why would you send me like animal abuse? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Never do this again. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know TikTok. And they were someone that was very like on TikTok. And I was like, do I report this? Like, what do I do? How does TikTok yeah. work? I generally didn't understand TikTok at the time. And, um, and I was like, yeah, no worries. I'm sorry. Like, I'll report it. Now you've told me how I can do that mm. and done. I will never say, like, I've never done this before. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've never sent you a video yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like this. And she just kept going. She's like, this is a boundary. You always tell me about boundaries. This is a boundary. And I was like, no, no, I get it. I got it the first right. time. And it's basically the example I'm trying to explain is that there are people who see a buzzword or have been yeah. told something because they're not, you know, being yeah. a great yeah, human. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, okay, but I can use that now. They throw it back at you, basically. Yeah, same yeah. as manifestation. It's like, oh, my God, I've seen that. I can do that. Manifestation. Yeah, in it. In it. It's all fucking bullshit. But anyway, thank anyway. you for being on the podcast. Mate, thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. And also, like, yeah, it's, it's sick that you're doing this. Like, yeah. there's not many people thank doing you. stuff that, about this. And I just think, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I very much enjoyed speaking to you. If you want to find out more about Max, oh my God, wait, what is your handle on Instagram? Max, Max Selwood, just my name. Oh yeah, it is just your name. Yeah, it's okay. just my name. If you want to find out more about Max, I will put um, his Instagram here. It is at Max Selwood on what? Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? Instagram, TikTok. Uh, nah, not really YouTube. Okay. Just Instagram and TikTok. Instagram really. and TikTok. And if you would like to reach me, I'm at Kitty Cowell on all social media. And then I've also started at the at my neurodivergent pod on Instagram. So you can hit me up there, follow me and tell me who you'd like to see on the next podcast. Peace out.